0: Well, good evening. I hope we will be able to continue the show. We're having thunderstorms here, and uh, this time of year, every year, we have thunderstorms, and occasionally it knocks the power out. If the power is knocked out, then I'm knocked out. We have no show. But if that is the case, that is the case. Although it occurs to me, I might be able to call in via cell phone and continue the show, so we may persevere. But anyway, this is the Reverend John St. Germain, and you're listening to the Crystal Silence League Radio Hour once again. And I'm glad you came in tonight. We're going to talk about the Reverend Adele Clemens, a uh, very interesting character. And then we're going to talk about the Society of Psychical Research that was founded around 1884 in London and continues to this day investigating psychic phenomena. A Very controversial organization. Um, oddly enough, criticized by both sides believers and skeptics and yet um, much beloved by. Uh, many people who uh, want to see and have scientific evidence of supernatural phenomena so why don't you uh, grab a drink either warm or cold depending on where you are and what your preferences are and uh, just come back in about a minute and we'll be here like my new theme music it's some of that ambient music you use in the background when you're meditating and stuff and I've actually used this um when I've taught meditation and it does have one drawback a lot of times people uh, relax so much they fall asleep and you have to kind of go over and nudge them you know in uh, uh many Zen uh, you know Zen um uh, basically um when you're meditating you do tend to fall asleep and the uh uh, Zen master has a Zen stick and he comes by and wraps you with it, hits you with the stick. <laughs> if you fall asleep, he you goes, know, whack, gives you a, thack, a thwack with it, whack, wake you up. He comes by, and a lot of times this stick is carved to look like a fish for some reason. Um, but it'll come by and whack you with the fish stick, whack, whack, whack and uh, knock you awake. And uh, I've, I've never done that when I've taught meditation. I just kind of reach over and tap person on the back of the neck and go, wake up, wake up, wake up. And they go, oh, oh, no, no, I was just resting my eyes. And I said, well, you know, you were apparently resting more than your eyes because you were snoring as well. And I bet Nobody's giggling. You know, it's really kind of funny. Uh, well, tonight we're going to talk about a number of things. Um, this is the Crystal Silence League Hour, sponsored by... Crystal Silence League, and if, you're not, if you don't know about the Crystal Silence League, I don't know how you got here if you didn't, but um, occasionally people do listen in and go oh my gosh, who are these people, but um, Crystal Silence League was founded about 1917 by Mr. Claude Alexander Conlon, a magical adept who worked um, as a stage magician as well and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, maybe tonight um, and he was a spiritualist who also communicated with spirits. He was also uh, very skilled in uh, the four branches of crystalomancy, uh, about which he wrote uh, at length in five volumes called The Real Inner Secrets of Psychology. And he produced some pamphlets on working with crystal balls and crystals that we have available in our gift shop. And if you buy a crystal from us, you get one of these free, by the way. They're only $5. And we also have a book called Crystal Magic, uh, Healing, Divination, and Scrying with Crystals, Crystal Balls, and Gems, written by uh, the Reverend John St. Germain, who's talking to you right now from beyond. And uh, another book called Lithomancy, which is a further exploration of the miracles of crystals. It's uh, divination and spellcasting with uh, crystals, stones, and coins, by the way. And uh, that's available, too, uh, from various sources, including me and Lucky Mojo Curio Company, and we'll have them on our gift shop as well. And um, so Mr. Conlon started the Crystal Silence League for the purpose of uh, projecting positive prayer and affirmation for all those who needed it, and it was free. There was no charge for it. And to become a member, basically, in those days, you bought something from him. He had a publishing company, and he also had... In various books a form you could fill out for a reading and uh, usually these are astrological readings or crystal ball readings and if you bought a reading even um, which in those days was uh, a dollar I think you had a year's membership to the Crystal Silence League which gave you various rights and privileges and uh, you could buy a crystal ball from ember crystals and various publications, and uh, I've collected those publications Um, over the years. I have a pretty good collection. He uh, published books by uh, William Walker Atkinson and um, Bill Lawrence and many people on New Thought and Spiritualism. Now, when I find them, I buy them. I've got a whole bookshelf full of those from the C. Alexander Publishing Company. And um, when he passed into the silence around 1954 – There went the Crystal Silence League with him until Missionary Independence Church Adepts. Now, of course, we are the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches. Missionary Independent Church still exists under the umbrella, as all of our churches do now. I brought it back cybernetically, and you can find us at www.crystalSilenceLeague.org. If you go there, guess what you find? A page where you can post. Prayers just as you did in the old days. In the old days you sent letters and postcards to mister Alexander, Mr Claude Alexander Conlon. Now you just post them to us and our pastors. I think we have ten pastors at this point, of which I am one. We pray for you and all the members also pray for you. And when people pray for you, they you get an email that says you have been prayed for. And we have a few pastors whose only job is to pray for people, and all of us do pray for you. And if you go there and post a prayer, you'll see that there's a button that says Pray and Send Email, and you can click on that and pray for your fellow members. And it's been my custom since day one of the show, which was 140-something, 100-something, 39, 40, 41, 42 episodes ago to read these prayers out loud on the air and we shall do so post haste and I only read them by prayer ID we are anonymous here and so let us begin and you are invited to pray with me if you want to go to that prayer page you can actually see them yourselves and we start with prayer ID 72439 who prays for healing and she prays please heal my face return it to the way it was before assaulted this February and asked to be healed in the recent um, February due to being brutally assaulted causing concussion and five broken facial bones leaving me disfigured and structurally unable to breathe on the left side of my nose which was crushed in and I am in pain. I cannot forget the trauma that took place due to every time I look in the mirror I'm reminded of it and I can't Live a day without pain and discomfort. Breathing, I wish to have my face be healed of all trauma. Returning it to original state, gorgeous and functional. Amen. And prayer ID 72437. Today, bewildered, I come to seek whoever reads this to send positive energy, lift prayers for me and my family. We're still having a very rough time financially. I don't know what to do. We're getting deeper in debt. Just can't get ahead. Thank you from the bottom of our broken spirit for your prayers. Bless you all. We need a financial miracle immediately. Amen. And prayer ID 72436. I pray for financial comfort and success. Amen. And prayer ID 72435, God help me, please. I'm at my worst. Amen. And prayer ID 72434, please pray for me. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish upon us the work of our hands. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. Psalm 90. Amen. Prayer ready 72433. M and D and T and G. And known and unknown, stop telling wife to work against me. For lay workers to build me up to her. For her to just love me and desire me and to trust me. We lost her child. It's been hard. And she lost her son. We have no kids. We wanted kids together. Amen. Prayer ID 72432. Please pray and guide the hearts of DPCBRJCHP. Oh, chapter 7. Judge all favor me and accept my case so I can start fresh. Stop them all in their tracks. Please, Father God, I'm a good child and I need your help right now. Remove all stumbling blocks that's hindering me from getting this closed out. I'm growing tired and need to find happiness. Amen. And prayer ID 72431, I pray M feels a constant, intense, deep love and sexual attraction for B and focuses on B's good qualities. I pray that M has a constant, intense desire to be married to B and have a monogamous relationship with him. I pray M always feels respected, special, and loved by B and that he wants to be fully back together with B right now. Amen. Prayer ID 72430, I went off at work. I left, and my boss told me not to quit. Now she is reasoning with the people that harassed me. My big boss is upset. He hasn't called me. I may be out of a job. I want to die. I messed up my family. Amen. Prayer ID 72429, I want Brooke. Oh, I want B. Don't want sex all the time with me. Amen. Prayer ID 72426. Thanks to the prayers to get him a temporary contract job, but he now needs a real full-time job that he finds fulfilling and pays him more money and benefits. For the next four years, it has to be here where we live, but after that we can move. That's very specific. The present company keeps renewing his contract, but he says he can apply for a full-time job after the new year. It's not guaranteed. Please present him with another option Every else, elsewhere better option. Thanks. Amen. Priority ID 72425, a book contract and creative work. I prayed that my work would expand, offer me new interesting opportunities, and now one such opportunity is pending. Please help TDP make a quick decision to hire me to work with him on his book. Help me do good of it and keep opportunities coming. Thanks in advance. Now, here's an interesting one, prayer ID 72424, drugs and alcohol, smoking, etc. I've tried Chantix to no avail, horrible side effects that make it contraindicated, and all else in between. It's like I can't, no matter how hard I try, stop smoking. In fact, it's becoming worse despite my inward will. If you all will be so kind as to pray over my name to help me stay strong in attaining freedom from smoking, I would be eternally grateful. Amen. Prayer ID 72421, just put in two applications for high-paying jobs. Please pray that I get at least one or the other. Both would be nice, but I'll be grateful for either one. This will help me get on my feet. For me and my kids, thank you in advance. I love you all. Amen. And let's say, prayer ID 72417. I have a mouse infestation. Dear friends, please pray that the mice who have invaded my rental home flee and that none return. Please also pray that my landlord and the rental company handle the situation swiftly and efficiently so far, they've not responded to my emails or sent out an exterminator to take care of the problem. I'm going to have to stay in a hotel as I've not been able to eat or sleep for days. My anxiety is through the roof, and I feel that my home is tainted. Please pray that help comes quickly. Amen. Pray those mice out of her house. Get a snake. Your problem will be solved. Get a big snake. Prayer ID 72414. I've been having problems with my heart. I hate the meds I'm on because it's making me bald and weakening my heart. I have been getting sharp pains on my left side under my armpit. I'm trying to take more walks and eat no salt. Please pray for my blood, high blood pressure to be cured or even the right meds to work for me. Thank you for your prayers. Amen. Why don't we have a moment of silent prayer for all those in need of prayer, affirmation, and comfort. Oh, Amen. Our crystal tonight is something. I bet a dollar you've never even heard of it. It's a cacoxinite, and is never seen in a pure form. You don't see a lump Olympic cacoxinite. Cacoxinite is an inclusion in other crystals, and it's a rare occlusion. It is a rare uh, ingredient that adds uh, extra oomph to other crystals. It's a very lovely inclusion uh, within a host crystal, and it's usually found in amethyst or quartz. And it's bright rays or tufts or strands of yellow or gold or a a reddish-brown. And what it will do is amplify or expand or increase whatever properties are already within the hosting stone. And it will add its own dimension of uh, qualities. And uh, most uh, crystal workers call it the uh, inclusion of evolution. So... Uh, Kalkoxenite is uh, called uh, the uh, element of uh, ascension. It raises the spiritual awareness uh, of the user. So what it, what it does, because it is a radiant inclusion, it reaches out. It raises your consciousness and reaches out. So with within amethyst, it is uh, a stone of renewal it revitalizes the chakras with which it is connected. Of course, this is the mental area. It's the third eye and, um, it will revitalize, uh, your mind. If you feel logy and sluggish, it will revitalize your creativity, your mental alertness. Um, and it will help you, um, uh, be more creative, think out of the box, become more innovative. And, um, because this is a spiritual elevation, many of these ideas will be uh, useful in helping other people now quartz- cacoxinite uh, k- uh, and quartz is very very interesting because quartz is already a very dynamic crystal um, uh, this gives quartz a connection to spirit so imagine cacoxinite uh, and smoky quartz clear quartz uh, um, it, it's what makes rutilated quartz, in fact. Um, gothite, uh, uh, crocite. Uh, this shifts the vibratory level of quartz uh, into new dimensions. So, uh, with uh, clear quartz, etc., uh, clear quartz with a cacoxinite will activate every chakra. All the subtle bodies of the ethereal being and it, not only that but it will activate any crystal that comes near it and it will help you with uh, any any of the spiritual gifts you wish to work with and if if you feel uh overextended uh, as many spiritual workers will this will help you uh come back down so cacoxinite um, is very interesting um um It's used during uh, meditation a lot um, when people are meditating groups uh, because the radiant, uh, it reaches out and unifies the group. So I know that when uh, people uh, get together for various ceremonies like planetary alignments, astrological conjunctions, uh, the idea when they meditate on a specific uh, goal, uh, uh, world peace, Unification to send out a specific thought uh, cacoxeite like an amethyst sphere with cacoxite or a quartz sphere with cacocxite is often used for the projection purposes. Uh, it's uh, uh, the amethyst um uh, placed in a in the middle of a table during a debate will help avoid uh, confrontation so. Uh, a uh, medallion uh, amulet made of uh, amethyst and coquessonite will help uh, you avoid uh, hostility in a workplace or in an environment. So it's it's very interesting stone, very very interesting. If you make a, a elixir, uh, usually you know uh, amethyst and quartz. Amethyst is a form of quartz, so very hard. So just drop it in the water, let it soak up in the sun, uh, moonlight. You don't have to uh, indirectly do it; you do it directly, and then use the elixir as you normally would. Put a little, put a little few drops of rum in there, and um, use the elixir as you will. And it's very, very, very nice. A very interesting thing. When you, you can always see it. It's a, it's a golden or brownish uh, rutile that's in the stone. So uh, uh, very interesting to see. That's our stone of the week or crystal of the week, I should say. is an inclusion, an inclusion. All right, well, let's talk about a little bit more about the spiritual, ch- spiritual church. Um, we're going to talk about a very uh, mysterious and interesting um, woman, the Reverend Adele Clemens. Um, for a long time, all we knew about her was that she had written an introduction to to um a book so um there's a book by um uh, uh Mikhail Strabo called How to Conduct a Candlelight Service and uh, the, there's an introduction by the Reverend Adele Clements pastor of Divine Harmony Spiritual Church uh in Harlem New York so this is all we knew about her and um Attempts to locate anything about her uh, met with uh, dismal failure. And what I'd like to do is read to you the introduction to the art of hoodoo candle magic by uh, Miss Catherine Ironwood, you know Miss Cat, uh, where she uh, reprinted how to conduct a candlelight service by Mikhail Strabo. And well, first all, I'd like to uh, tell you the research Miss Cat did about Michel Strabo. Oh, we have uh, guests. We have guests in the chat room. Yay. Haven't seen you in a while. Gee, hi. How are you? But Mikael Strabo. Uh, so what we know about Mikael Strabo is that uh, from Ms. Kat's uh, research is that uh, the writer Mikael Strabo described the use of candles in the black spiritualist churches of New York City. So Mikael Strabo wrote, A Candle to Light Your Way, How to Conduct the candlelight service and the guiding light to power and success, um, and these were sold via ads in black-owned newspapers, and these opened up a nationwide conversation on the increasing importance of conjure work with candles. These are uh, everybody who does hoodoo and conjure work now. Uh, they burn candles now. Um, so uh, what Miss Cat found out was that Mikhail Strabo was a pen name. Of Sidney J. Rosenfeld Steiner, uh, the Jewish American proprietor of Guidance House, which was a New York publishing company. So uh, Steiner was a very uh, observant documentarian, according to Miss Cat, who verified the sources of his information. So earlier observers of the candle rituals in spiritual churches. Um, such as uh, Zora Neale Hurston, who's very respected as a documenter of uh, hoodoo, etc., cetera, uh, had played a typical folklore emphasis on singular incidents. Now, apparently Steiner collaborated with an African-American minister, Reverend Adele Clemens, to compile a complete manual of candle altar services, which had an enduring impact. So, Mikhail Strabo's, uh, take on spiritualist candle magic um, is what we look at now. So um, so between 1937 and 1943, we have uh, mention of uh, the Reverend Adele Clemens and the black spiritualist churches. So how to conduct a candlelight service features an introduction by the Reverend Adele Clemens, pastor of Divine Harmony Spiritual Church, which is probably located in Harlem. Now, we know it was, and I'll tell you why in just a few minutes. Uh, Miss Kat says I have been unable to find further print or online mention of this church, but that's not unexpected as material on the African American spiritual church movement is spotty at best. Indeed, the very existence of the spiritual church movement and its interdenominational umbrella organizations, such as the Colored Spiritualist Association of Churches (the CSAC), remains largely unknown outside of the African American community and has not been celebrated by the wider religious world. She goes on to say, This ignorance was self-imposed by European-American observers. The CSAC was formed in 1922, when, in line with the institutionalized racism of the era, the National Spiritualist Association of Churches expelled all affiliate churches with Negro congregations. Later, when Harry Middleton Hyatt, a white Episcopalian minister interviewed 1,600 black root workers during the 30s, he met several spiritualist mediums with candle ministries, including a pastor who described the quadrennial CSAC convocations. However, despite this evidence, Hyatt opined that spiritualist observances, including public candle services, were being held in, quote, private churches, unquote. So you find, Miss Kat says, tantalizing glimpses of black spiritualism during the era of Sidney Steiner and Reverend Adele Clemens in Gordon Park's 1942 photographs of St. Martin's Spiritual Church in Washington, D.C., and in the 1937 March of Time feature, Harlem's Black Magic. This last is a racist and inaccurate news film, which nevertheless includes clear images of signage for a number of spiritualist churches in Harlem. Now, let's go to the introduction by the Reverend Adele Clemens, pastor of Divine Harmony Spiritual Church New York City, and see what she has to say. Introduction by Reverend Adele Clemens and what she writes as the introduction and that for many years this was all we knew about her in fact this uh, introduction is dated 1943 so between 1943 and about two years ago this was all we knew about the reverend Adele clemens through the many years during which i have conducted services in my own church and as a visitor in others a great many people have asked if it were possible to get some book in which various religious services were outlined so that they might use them in their own churches or groups. This made me wonder why no such book had ever been prepared for. from the many inquiries. So there was a definite need for it. Some months ago, while speaking with Mikhail Strabo, I mentioned this to him. He was quick to take the suggestion. He said, There are hundreds of ministers and leaders who are in constant communication with me. I'm sure that they will welcome such a book. This conversation was followed by others until he decided that an all-embracing book, that is, one that would contain an outline of all types of services, would be too large an undertaking. As he had been present at several of my candlelight services, he suggested that a beginning be made in that field alone. He asked if I would be willing to help by checking the details of the services he intended to outline. Needless to say, I was very willing to do this, and here is the result of our work. I have never known of any one service that was more inspiring or enlightening or more wholeheartedly satisfying to both the celebrant and the communicant than a candlelight service. I realized that there was a definite need for some sort of standardized service for use by various churches, groups, and circles, some basic treatment that could be used as a foundation for individual adaptation and treatment. This book fills that need. It is not a large book as books go, but it is a complete and thorough one. It is as large as it should be, for it includes four basic services that can be adapted for use by leaders of almost any group. It gives the necessary information tersely, concisely, and understandably. Any celebrant, after reading these four rituals, should be able to build on that which the book offers and develop something that will be individual, inspiring, and deeply religious, The history of candlelight services goes back far into antiquity. The first man that lit the first crude taper in the darkness of his cave doubtless breathed the prayer of thankfulness to his own gods that the night had at last been transformed into day. So we who labor that others might profit from our endeavors can thank God for the blessings that he has bestowed upon us, for the blessings that he is about to bestow upon us, and for the blessings that he will be ours in the life to come. Now that we have the tools, we can use them to his greater glory. Let us work together. There is much work to be done. Reverend Adele Clemens, pastor of the Divine Harmony Spiritual Church, New York City, 1943. And this is all we knew about her. And it was opined that uh, Reverend Miss Adele Clemens was an African-American woman who had her own spiritual church in New York City. Well, the um, Divine Harmony Spiritual Church uh, went into the pastorship um, several years ago into uh, um, an associate of mine whose name was uh, D. John Hilford in Miami, Florida. And uh, the Reverend Hilford uh, got involved with the Presbyterian Church by marrying the daughter of the pastor, at which point it was offered to me uh, about six years ago. And for the past six years, I've had the honor to be the pastor of Divine Harmony Spiritual Church in Knoxville, Tennessee, at which point Spirit moved me to start doing research about uh, the Reverend Miss Adele Clemens. Um, My son is a um, historian and a genealogical genius, and he has knowledge of resources uh, that boggle the mind. And so he... Uh, introduced me to many online sources and techniques for searching old newspapers, which is how I found Major J. Devine, by the way, in my search for Adele Clemens. And as it turns out, uh, the Reverend Adele Clemens was an associate of Major J. Devine. And I began finding newspaper articles about the Reverend Adele Clemens And I learned more about her. And I want to read some of these to you and some things we found. And one of the first things we find is an article dated Monday, February 17th, 1947. And we know that this introduction was dated 1937. Or 1943, I'm sorry, 1943. So this is three years after this introduction. Uh, we know she was in Harlem at that time, New York, because we know from the, this other article that she was working with Major J. Devine in Harlem. So in 1943, she was in New York. In 1947, we find her in wilkes Pennsylvania. Monday, 17, 1947, from the wilkes Bar record. And the headline says... Adele Clemens, great-niece of Mark Twain, is painter-preacher. So, get this. Unlike the average person who is distantly related to a bygone celebrity, Adele Clemens of 33 West Market Street, which, by the way, uh, exists to this day. This was the first location Um, of Divine Harmony Spiritual Church, thinks nothing of the fact that she is a great niece of Mark Twain, whose real name was Samuel Clemens. Miss Clemens says she doesn't remember her famous relative. He passed on, she she added, when I was about six. Questioned yesterday in her studio, where she is preparing an exhibition of some 45 modern and antique picture frames to open today, Miss Clemens went on, It didn't mean anything to us. We just knew it since we were kids. Nevertheless, she says, she's a member of Mark Twain's Society in New York and made a pilgrimage to Hannibal, Missouri, Mark Twain's home, two years ago to gather data concerning her family. In Hannibal, where Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer came to life, Miss Clemens says she met a Becky Thatcher, a neighbor of Twain's, who figured importantly in his books. A treasured memory, she recalls, is a bouquet of roses from Garden of Mark Twain's house, which she received during her stay in Hannibal. Uh, groping through this article, this newspaper is very old, it's hard to read. Uh, groping through her family history, Miss Clemens said that her great-grandfather, John Clemens, headed a delegation of Clemens folk who came to Pennsylvania from Missouri three generations ago. Painting and religion, she confided, have always been the two things in her life, Bespectacled Miss Clemens, who wears her ash-blonde hair piled in ringlets on top of her head and speaks in a sweet, high-pitched voice, declared, I haven't an enemy in the world. We find that she's a very tiny, blonde, white woman. Until coming to the city a year ago to start... And there's a pic, there's pictures of her. We have pictures of her. You see one of them on our little slideshow. I was so excited. Can you imagine how excited I was? Until coming to the city a year ago to start a truth center, Ms. Clemens, who is ordained in spiritualist ministry, reports she had her own church in Carnegie Hall, New York City, for four years. She also conducted services for 16 Sundays in the Church of Divine Revelation in Harlem, she says, of Father Divine, who she said she had met. Miss Clemens volunteered. He was all right. He had something, but he could not stand prosperity very well. Apropos to nothing, Miss Clemens said, When you speak of brotherhood, I think of what Mark Twain once said about the weather. They all talk about it, but do nothing about it. <laughs> Since she has been unable to find a suitable location for a truth center in the city, Miss Clemens reports she is for present devoting her time. A painting, rare old uh, uh, Getty prints, and a collection of antique religious engravings executed in 19, uh, 1905 for Napoleon or 1805 for Napoleon Bonaparte. Miss Clemens has to her credit she related two books: a metaphysical treatise on divine harmony, and a booklet on a candlelight service for churches in general, which we have just seen. I never went by any form but through transmission of spiritual energy into mental power, she said. Implying that she is a spiritualist in a scientific and not a commercial way, Miss Clemens elaborated. I don't think you can turn the spirit on and off like hot and cold water. She continued that she is not a Catholic, but she wouldn't be without a St. Francis medal for ten minutes. She professed greatest respect in the world from Madame Blavatsky, adding, I have the Blavatsky secret doctrine, but it's a little too mathematical for me. Miss Clemens' New York connections, according to her stationery, are among other New York Psychology Forum, Spiritual and Ethical Society, Greenwich Village Hist- Historical Society, Metaphysical Foundation, Church of Spiritual Revelation, Metaphysical Psychic Forum, Hyperphysical Society, World Fellowship of Faiths. Her collection of framed prints, Miss Clemens says, include early French prints, Audubon prints, goatee prints, and original courier knives. Some of the old prints, she added, have been painted by her. A rare old Dutch pen print is in her collection, she says. Miss Clemens' brother, now this is very interesting, John Clemens of Saxon and Clemens, Picture Framing Concern, 55th Street, New York, provides the antique and modern frames to be shown in her exhibition, she added. Now, Saxon and Clemens is a very famous framer. Uh, If you go, like, on eBay and search for Saxon and Clemens, you'll find many, many old prints that are framed by Saxon and Clemens. Her brother. I have a couple. It's very cool. Now, so here Adele Clemens moves to uh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, uh, her family roots, uh, great-niece of Mark, Mark Twain, is she? I, you look in the Mark Tw- Samuel Clemens family tree, and none of his brothers and sisters had children that we know of. Um, is this, you know, a story? But John Clemens did exist. So this is very hard. It's very hard to pin down. Uh, there, there was a John Clemens. He existed. Adele Clemens existed. Were they related to Samuel Clemens? I can't tell you. Um, uh, but apparently nobody, uh, looked into it or tried to debunk her or anything. So here she is, um, setting up shop in Wilkes Bar, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, That building, it was the Oddsfellow building, it stands to this day. Uh, I have a picture of it. And uh, she's on the first floor. So we look and we find um, an advertisement to that effect. Um, Um... It says, uh, here's an ad, uh, Divine Harmony Harmony Spiritualist, Reverend Adele Clemens, 33 West Market Street, Apartment 1, Monday and Friday evenings at 8 o'clock. Psychic Astrologer will read at um, um, appointment only. Then we find another ad, Readings by Appointment Room 203, Fort Durkee Hotel, which is in New York. We find another uh, ad. I collected uh, personal ads when she read them in paper. Adele Clemens, Psychic astrologer, will read at 379 Walnut Street, Luzerne, which is uh, in uh, uh, New York also, Tuesday only, etc. So while she was in uh, New York, she also was doing readings. Now, the um, uh, this is February 1947. Now, in September of that year, she rises, uh, um, she's rising quite well, because here's a advertisement in um, Chicago to start classes in metaphysics here, Adele Clemens. Adele Clemens, well-known astrologist and metaphysician, announces the opening of her new classes in the Oddfellows Building, South Franklin Street, on September 16th. She she is um, aided in her efforts by Dr. Herewood Carrington, director of the uh, Associated Associated Institute of Psychic Research, of which she is a member. This is very hard to read. Um, A 10-week series of study as Oh man, this is hard to read. Um, On the transcendence of spiritual energy into mental power, written by Miss Clemens, will be offered after that. This date, um, uh, students are now being enrolled. In the three classes in Divine Harmony. Now, those of you who know the history of Spiritualism will know that. Hereward Carrington was a member of the Scientific American Spiritualist Committee and also the Society of Psychical Research, and he quit this um, to manage spirit mediums. We also see, one year later... um, the Divine Harmony Group presents Reverend Adele Clemens, direct from Carnegie Hall and Midwestern Tour, in a series of lectures starting Thursday evening, September 13th. This is in Indiana. Why America Will Prosper, Thursday evening, September 20th. Our Living Dead, Thursday evening, September 27th, 8 p.m. How to Reach Your Star, first lecture Thursday evening, September 13th. Parlor One, Hotel Sterling, free to everyone, help me to help you. Managed by Harold Carrington. Now, Herod Carrington managed many spiritualists, including uh, Mina Crandon, also known as Marjorie, who was a uh, famous, some would say notorious spirit medium who had an illustrious career and was uh, uh, fake, fake debunked, by the way, by Harry Houdini. Houdini really couldn't figure out what she did, so he kind of invented a debunking and then took it to the stage and uh, he got into great arguments with a guy named, uh, uh, was, it, was it Sheldon Bird uh, and Herod Carrington, who said, no, she's real. And he said, no, she's fake. She's, got, she's doing this. And uh, the thing is, the uh, debunking of Houdini actually didn't work. I have a friend who owns Marjorie's mailbox, and you can't ring it the way Houdini said Marjorie did it. But uh, the um, Society of Psychical Research actually stopped investigating physical mediums, you know, the ones that produce, like, raps and things, because they did it in the dark, and they said there's no way to really know if they're cheating or not, and they went over to uh, uh, clairvoyant mediums, the ones who delivered uh, spirit messages. Uh, so, that's what they did. Now, so here we have the Reverend Adele Clemens, uh, managed by Herod Carrington, uh, going on a tour. Her She seems like she was doing very, very well with Divine Harmony Spiritual Church and the Divine Harmony group. She had a group. And then I can't find nothing else on her until about um, uh, several years after this, about 1955, and Adele Clemens is managing the estate of a wealthy businessman who just passed away who would have been in his uh, late sixties and uh, Adele Clemens Brown, formerly of Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania is managing his estate. So if this is our Adele Clemens, she apparently married a wealthy businessman, um, more or less retired from the spiritual business, became a, uh, the housewife of a wealthy businessman who passed away, and she inherited his money, and from there she disappears from history. So that's what we now know about. All we know now about uh, Mrs. Nell Clemens. Uh, they're always digitizing old newspapers uh, periodically. I go look for searches, microfilm, digitize papers. I hope to put a better timeline for her. I hope to find more about her career in New York. I'm hoping that maybe there'll be some microfilm, um, some video of her, some pictures of her, more pictures of her. Uh, If you go to my uh, Divine Harmony Spiritual Church Facebook page, uh, you can see more photographs of her and more articles about her. Um, She apparently was a remarkable woman, a self-made woman, and one of the... Uh, prominent white leaders of the spiritual church. So that's what we know about her. Now, let's stop for station identification, and we'll be back and we'll talk about the Society of Psychical Research. The LMC the- Network is a media alliance. Excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Boodoo Boose Hour with Catherine Hornwood and Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4:30, The Crystal Silence League Hour, with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5-6, Fidden Foxy Madame Nadia and Jaya Daniel, Wednesdays 6-7, and The Witch the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lefay. Fridays 6-7 all time specific, at three hours for Eastern sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio company in Forestville, California and online at luckymojo.com. Okay. We are, as you might um, Say back now. The Society of Psychical Research, the uh, SPR, um, has been around since about 1884, I believe, and it was founded in response to the uh, fairly recent age of uh, age of rationalism that came about. Uh, in response to the uh, former Age of Insanity uh, where witchcraft and uh, magic had been uh, prosecuted by religious fervor and witches were being burned, and the church said that uh, objects fell because it was God's will. Objects wanted to fall down. The higher you were, the more sacred you were, and the lower you were the more evil you we were, and objects were trying to fall down to, into hell and all this stuff. So um, along came Newton and said, no, no, there are these uh, laws, you know, there are these uh, physical laws, and Newtonian physics, and then Darwin came along, and between Newtonian physics and uh, Darwinian theories of evolution, that seemed to explain everything. That's how we got here, and that's how objects worked, and boom, who need who needed religion? And yet, here were... Um, spirit mediums and so the scientists scientific might say well no there's no soul there's no you know mind arises from brain there's no soul so obviously this is a bunch of bunk and yet the idea that we can communicate with spirits is ancient and uh, uh, and compelling and people were having uh, these experiences and up to that time they were just considered you know apparitions and ghosts, uh, psychics, were just considered part of life. Nobody really questioned it. Well, some people did, but not many. And, oh, you know the difference between an apparition and a ghost, right? An apparition appears solid. It, you can't tell an apparition from you or I. So if an apparition appeared, you think you're talking to a real person, except all of a sudden, boom, they vanish. Or the apparition, you find out later the guy had been dead. So there are stories of apparitions that are... Um, where uh, one person saw an apparition, two people, five, as many as 40 people have seen an apparition. And not just once, but several times. These stories are very consistent. And, uh, you know, if 40 people testify that they saw an apparition and they saw the apparition 10 times, then uh, that's fairly conclusive that it's not, you you know, the... uh, explanations that the critics bring up, they just don't hold water. Okay. They, they were hallucinating. No, there's no such thing as a group hallucination that doesn't exist. Uh, group hypnosis. No, no, uh, no, sorry. Then it was a trick of light and shadow. No, not 10 times. No. And, you know, none of the, the, the path of least resistance is that it was a dang, you know, it was a dang apparition. So, uh, uh, but along comes uh, the uh, F- SPR, and they say w- we would like to um, um, uh, we would like to use the tools of science to investigate this, but not be bullied by um, by someone just because they're a scientist, it's because a scientist says I don't believe in ghosts, so that's it. We won't be bullied by that, but we want to use the tools of science to investigate this. Now, uh, the thing is, um, Western society, uh, as Western society encroaches uh, uh, on traditional societies, on the uh, aboriginal societies, um, it it becomes very difficult to find first-person narratives of... um, Tribal cultures, because most tribal cultures were not—they did—they did not write their histories down. But there are historical records of some of them. There's a there's a book by a guy named Mooney, who recorded the Cherokee legends before the white intrusions into their culture too far. There is. From what we have, though the um, the um, testimony of uh, former shamans and mystics who had been converted to Christianity were very consistent. Um, because you would think, if these shamans were faking their spirit phenomena after their conversion to Christianity, that they would they would confess it. Uh, but in there's a testimony in 1863. There was a fellow named William Howitt. Uh, who's a historian uh, who talked to a German missionary who'd lived among Native Americans, for example. So years earlier, he'd been utterly baffled by some phenomena he'd observed during a seance with a medicine man. So uh, the uh, historian wrote that hearing 30 years later that the medicine man had become a Christian, the missionary thought that at last he'd be able to find out how the trick had been done. But, no, believe me, the medicine man told him, I did not deceive you. I did not shake that lodge. It was shaken by the power of the spirits. Nor had he employed a double tongue or ventriloquism. The shaman said, I only repeated what the spirits said to me. I heard their voices. The top of that lodge was full of spirits. And before me, the sky and wide lands lay expanded. I could see great distances around me. And I believed I could recognize the most distant objects. So many of these accounts of mediumship and spirit possession have been gathered and told from traditional cultures around the world, not only Native Americans, but African, Chinese, India. And um, the thing is that if you were to believe the modern skeptical movement, you would— you would think that communication with the dead by mediums started at, in the 19th century the late half of the, the later half of the 19th century but that is only true in western europe where rationality uh, was practiced there were religious movement, christianity mainly um where communication with spirits was was not normal uh, so mediumistic communication of the dead been practiced for many, many centuries in non-European cultures. Um, so um, in records of ancient Babylon and Egypt, various orders of priests were listed uh, were called uh, uh, speakers of the dead, uh, those who raised spirits of the dead, and uh, uh, the the Maoris of New Zealand the Palu Islanders. Uh, Wang Chung uh, 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 wrote about, among men, the dead speak through living persons who they throw into a trance, and the wizards thrum their black cords, call down souls of the dead who can then speak through the mouths of the wizards. Uh, King Saul and Odysseus uh, spoke to the dead. So communication with the dead was still sometimes reported in medieval Europe. So um, we know that spirit mediums have been around forever, and we'll talk about this more next week. Ha!